Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Hi there, and welcome back to the Living Clutter Free Forever podcast. I hope you're having a great week. Listen, before we get started, I was curious. Have you ever shared this podcast with a friend of yours? Either somebody who you know is struggling with organisation in their home, or perhaps that friend that is always complaining they don't have any time for them. Well, if you never shared it, would you be so kind to do so? Just grab the link for the podcast and send it to a friend or two. My goal is to help as many overwhelmed women as possible, and I'd be super grateful. Okay, so let's get on with today's episode. Today, you are in for a treat. I'm talking to Kay Korsh, a stylist who has niched down to helping women find their style again after life-changing events like becoming a mum or going through the menopause. She knows exactly what women need to know to feel great about themselves, even if it's just on the school run. And she shares her tips and tricks, as well as that thing we all struggle with, how to know if and why an item of clothing sparks joy for us. I hope you gained some amazing takeaways. I certainly did. So welcome to Kay. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this because one of my favorite topics when I'm working with clients is decluttering clothes and organizing them so I'm I'm really looking forward to getting tips from someone who actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to style so thank you so much for making the time today okay so if we make a start then if you're applying the KonMari method in your home clothes is actually the first category that you tackle and it's here that we're mm-hmm. sort of learning how something sparks joy for you what does it mean for you personally for an item of clothing to spark joy well, I would say there are few different components of what can spark joy and for what reason. One being you just feel amazing and look amazing in it when you see yourself in the mirror and you get compliments on something you wear. Another reason might be that it sparks some memories, maybe some sentimental memories. Maybe it's something you wore at an event which brings you nice memories or maybe it's something you wore when you met your partner or something like this. And then the third one, maybe it's um, just the way the garment is made. So this is, for example, really common for me because I work with clothes. So when I see something of a particular texture or where the seams are just so beautifully made, it really brings me joy. And I would say when I work with my clients and they, when I talk through it with them, I try to explain to them what it is exactly they see which makes them like something or dislike something. 
Because what tends to happen, normally you would look in the mirror and you would say, nothing suits me or, ooh, this looks good. But you don't really break it down and look at it objectively and understand what it is exactly you like or dislike. So this is where I can help. And normally I tend to say to look at least at those three things. Thing number one is look at the neckline of a, a top or a dress. So it can be a V-neck, a boat neck, round neck, and so on. The second thing is look at the way the shoulders are constructed. So it can be a raglan sleeve, a classic sleeve, a balloon sleeve. Maybe it's a sleeveless thing. And the third thing is the fit of an item. So it can be something fitted or loose or somewhere in between. And those three things you're looking at, they in, for example, in with necklines, some necklines will work better on you than others. The same with shoulders and the sleeves. Some sleeves will look better on you than others. And the same with the fit. So if you look out for those particular things and then you can add on to it, you can see this thing has a belt, this thing doesn't. Therefore, one of those looks better on me. And it will be different for anyone because we all have unique body styles, body types. And for each body type, certain necklines, certain fits work best. So to go over it, when you look at yourself in the mirror and your first reaction is, oh, this looks horrible. Oh, I love this one. Just try to work out what it is exactly in the, the neckline, the sleeves, and the fit. And then if I can say one more thing about it, what I normally talk about is um, also try to look at this in different ways. For example, if you are putting a top on with a pair of jeans or trousers, try to tuck it in and then try to untuck it and see what looks better again. Because if it's tucked in, your waistline will be more pronounced, for example, or if it's out, it will look looser, for instance. Try to roll up the sleeve and pull it down and see how that works. So just play around, make it into a game, and it will give you more options for the same item. Because if you just put something on and you don't try those things and just try it in one way, it might not work. But if you play around with it, you might find a way, a, a wonderful way of wearing it. Those are some great tips. Thank you so much. It's very interesting because when I work with clients and they are perhaps trying something on to see if they think it sparks joy or not, it's very interesting watching their reaction. And you can see as an onlooker in their face if this item sparks joy for them or not. And they'll go, yeah, yeah, it's mm -hmm. fine. It's it's okay. I like it. But they're sort of pulling a face or perhaps they're tugging at the sleeve because it doesn't quite fit properly. Or they're obviously self-conscious about how tight it is around the waist because they keep pulling at the hemline at the bottom. And mm -hmm. it, it takes me pointing out to them that actually they're not giving me the impression that it sparks joy for them to actually mm -hmm. be aware of that. So would you recommend having a friend or someone like you there while you're trying things on to give you some feedback about how you are actually reacting? Yes, I would definitely recommend to have a friend over who you can trust, who you know has a good intention. And it doesn't have to be somebody who is good at style necessarily. But what 
it will help with another thing what i really highly recommend is to take pictures of yourself with each item and the reason for that is that once you take pictures your different tops and you the way you look in those tops then you can print those pictures out and you can lay them out on the table or on the bed and you can then compare what you look like with different necklines, different sleeves. And so having a friend over, first of all, from practical point of view, that friend can be taking pictures of you because it's not always easy to take a picture of you in the mirror because then your arm lifts up and your shoulders might not look symmetrical. And it is important that you stand symmetrical So you kind of see objectively in the same way as the person on the street would see you in these clothes, yeah? So this is a practical way. And also just to bounce ideas of that one person, I think it's definitely helpful. Yeah, I learned the hard way recently. I got very excited. We were in the UK visiting family and I popped into one of my favorite clothes store and there was this dress hanging there, which was way different to any pattern or color I normally would have chosen. And I, for some reason, I was really drawn to it, went rushing off to the changing room, tried it on, thought, wow, this looks amazing. I'm going to buy this. I was really excited. We went to visit my sister the next day. So I put my new dress on. I was feeling great. I'd walked in the living room in the morning and everyone was like, wow, that looks amazing. And I was like, yes, I've got this. We got to where we were going and I'd been walking ahead of my husband and daughter and uh-huh. we, got, we got to the pub where we were having lunch and they were like, you can't wear this dress. And I was like, why not? You look like an old lady from behind. So although uh-huh. the front view looked amazing, from the back, I looked like some little old lady apparently. <laughs> so I had wished. That I'd is been so able- interesting. Yeah. And that completely knocked my confidence for wearing it again, because I don't want to look like some little old lady from behind. And that that's what made me think when you were talking about trying things on, perhaps having a friend there who, as you say, can take a photo of you from behind. So you can actually mm-hmm. see what your back view looks like would be very interesting. <laughs> I think it also comes with the experience. So more you do this because, you know, some people don't have an option to have a friend with them. But more you kind of look at things from the side, more you will be able to see things clearly. Yeah. So just to have that practice of not being afraid and even when you are in changing rooms somewhere, trying things on. That's another thing I recommend when you go to the shops, you don't have to buy anything it's a very good exercise to just go into the changing room try different cuts as you said this okay you ended up not having a good experience with this particular dress but we tend to wear the same things over and over again so to just go and brainstorm with yourself pick up stuff which you would not ever normally buy and just go and try them on and take pictures of yourself and just play around and you will 100% you will find some new ideas, you know, you you will come up with new combinations, new ideas over time. Fantastic. So do you have an item of clothing that is your favorite item of clothing that you know just sparks the most joy for you? Uh, You know, it's really sad because uh, I do have one of my favorite items is uh, I have this uh, chocolate color blouse which I absolutely love from Mother of Pearl. And um, 
I gave it to dry cleaners and they spoiled it. Oh no! <laughs> I I don't know what happened, but it has these chemical stains which are never coming out. And uh, I'm just, uh, to be honest, quite devastated, even though I'm trying to think it's just a thing, you know, it's nothing horrible happened, but it does make me really sad. So I think I'm going to just continue wearing it for maybe Zooms or something where you can't really see much yeah, <laughs> of the stain. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. I've got the same thing. My favorite item of clothing is a, a wool coat, very fine wool mm -hmm. coat in the most mm -hmm. amazing green color. And it's covered in pink embroidery. It's just really, really mm -hmm. unusual. And unfortunately, the moths have been at it and I've got little holes. Uh all over the sleeves oh. so I'm wondering whether I can take it somewhere and they can perhaps embroider over the holes to try and cover them up so that yes. I can continue wearing yeah, there, it there are a couple of companies in the UK which do that there is one which is called the seam if you put your location they can match you with the seamstress in your area uh, and the seamstress can either come to you or you can send the item to them and they I definitely saw them doing something like this where they mend uh, uh, wool um, uh, and sometimes they create uh, even a new interesting design so rather than come covering it in the same color they would come up with just little new detail you know putting something to make it unique and another company is clothes doctor which does the same and they they, spe they specialize in selling responsible cleaning products and they also have the the thing where they mend your clothes for you Okay, thank you. That's some good tips for those people living in the UK. Okay, so we're changing seasons now here in Germany and in the UK, and it's really starting to feel very autumnal and it's getting cold. So how would you recommend people go about organising their clothes for the season change? If they get out clothes from last autumn and winter and they find they don't fit anymore, what should we be doing and how, how's the best way to go about organising it all? Mm -hmm. uh, so first when you take the season out when it changes and i would definitely recommend to try everything and as you said to identify if something might not fit or potentially you forgot to clean something so you find some stains which you need to remove so go through everything and if there are things which don't fit i recommend to use the time capsule where you put everything what doesn't fit and which might fit in a few months' time in a bag, and you put the date on that bag, and you put it somewhere out of sight. So I really highly recommend not to leave those things which don't fit on the hangers among the other things which you wear, because that will make you overwhelmed. And so once you put the stuff in the bag and you put the date on there, put the reminder on your phone to revisit those things in six months' time. And if they still don't fit in six months' time, then you can make a decision because perhaps you went through a change in your body after having children or when you started perimenopause or menopause and potentially your size changed and it's not going to go back. And it's fine because we're humans and we go through those changes and then you just need to start thinking about uh, updating your wardrobe with a new size and uh, getting rid of the clothes which don't fit yeah so this is uh, about the time capsule and in terms of 
how I organize the stuff for the new season. So say, for example, as you said, now we take out the warmer things for the winter. I tend to go, uh, if I talk about the hangers, I tend to go from the heaviest to the lightest. So I would start with layers like blazers and bomber jackets, leather jackets, which I actually sometimes advise to layer under your winter coats to uh, play around with layering. And then you go into your jumpers and cardigans, thicker than thinner, and then you go into your long sleeve uh, tops and blouses and so on. So from the heaviest to the lightest. So on a colder day, you will know automatically when you develop this habit to reach out to the left and then or to move to the right and that makes things faster for you that's a great tip and the clothes that we've swapped out from the warmer weather from spring summer would Mm -hmm. you recommend people do with those I'm fortunate I have a couple of shelves high up in a wardrobe where I can store out of season clothes but not everyone has the luxury of having that space in their wardrobe so what what options would you recommend so as I, as I said earlier, I definitely don't recommend the things which you are not, for whatever reason, capable of wearing right now, even mm-hmm. if it's just a simple change of season, not to have them on the hangers. And another actually thing I would say is that it depends on the country, because, for example, I'm in the UK and the seasons are not as extreme as in Germany, for instance. Yeah. So um, I actually don't tend to have a, a completely separate wardrobe i just keep everything in one place and because i would say it's only the coat which i definitely am not going to wear in the summer but we do get quite chilly days in the summer as well so i quite often would wear a blazer or a bomber jacket or a jumper so uh, for countries like those where the seasons are not so extreme you might consider just leaving everything where it is Mm -hmm. however if you do have extreme change in the season and you're definitely not wearing a lot of your winter stuff in the summer and vice versa i would recommend boxes depending on your storage space and you can find that storage space either under beds or above your wardrobe or in cupboards and look at those look at that storage and decide in advance what kind of box which size you need measure the storage space and then go online or in person and buy the boxes specifically of that size and then store your clothes in that storage you can also i guess sometimes some people like the those bags which you can take the air out of yeah the vacuum, vacuum bags bag. yeah uh, those can work as well. And uh, I guess then the stuff, the bulky stuff takes much less space. I guess I wouldn't do it with precious, precious things because uh, they can uh, lose their shape. But something, mm-hmm. um, some knitwear, I would say, probably won't lose its shape if you do that. So it's possible to do that with yeah. knitwear. Yeah, that's a great idea. I used to use vacuum bags when I was living in the UK, but since we've moved here and I've got more storage space, I haven't needed to use them, but that's a great tip. Can we just mm-hmm. go back to this idea of the the capsule for clothes that don't fit? I absolutely mm-hmm. love this. And this mm-hmm. is what I'm always saying to clients when I'm working with them. One is the overwhelm of having too much stuff in your wardrobe when you have things there that don't fit you. But I also think it's incredibly demoralizing 
to open the wardrobe and be reminded all the time that you're trying to lose weight or that you're trying to gain weight or that you're not the shape you were to constantly be confronted with that every morning when you get dressed, I think is is downright depressing for a lot of people. And by removing them, as you're suggesting, which I love, and only having things in your wardrobe that you love wearing, that spark joy for you, that you feel confident and great in, will help you embrace the person you currently are, even if at the moment you are trying to perhaps lose a few pounds the demoralization has been taken away. So I absolutely love that. 100%. Yes. And it kind of goes to the point where I was saying about breaking it down and looking at yourself and deciding why you like something or why you don't dislike something. In the same way, I would just like to say about when we look at something and it doesn't fit us and we feel bad and down and we just feel like nothing ever fits me yeah you know this kind of phrase which we unfortunately abuse too much there is an exercise which I recommend to women inside of my membership and with my one-to-one clients where I ask them to refer to themselves in the third person so for example rather than saying I look bad in it you you don't say because that just uh, kind of generalizes yourself you would think of yourself as your friend and how you would talk to your friend and you wouldn't be abusive to your friend you would try to cheer them up so in the same way you try to cheer yourself up and another thing is try to start with just one something one thing about your body which you like it can be anything your hair your eyes your freckles and then say Kay has lovely freckles okay has beautiful eyes so start with just one thing and then over time you can develop a healthier attitude towards your self-image I love that that is very powerful thank you for sharing that okay so moving on then In your experience, which items of clothing do people tend to have too much of? Or do you think we can't generalize in that way? Uh, So I normally tend to notice that people have different habits. So, for example, if you decided 20 or 10 years ago that you love wearing black, you would tend to pick out black. Uh, when you go to the shops and not really pay attention at anything else or if you are into shoes you would just keep buying shoes over and over again so you would accumulate lots of those or for instance you love quirky things so you love embroidery or bright colors you would just go lean towards those when you shop and you would discard some other basic things which you actually lack in your wardrobe to use those bright things so use the things which work on you so if this happens and you end up with loads of things in your wardrobe of the same type i would generally say as a rule of thumb that more than five things is probably too much so if you to accumulate jeans for example have more than five mom jeans of the same of similar color similar shape similar rise is too much you don't need more than that. 
Okay, that that works really well. And I think the the statistic that I often quote for my clients is that we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. I think this is why I'm going to have it on my list of things to do for the next week. I have like vest tops that I wear under jumpers or under mm-hmm. blouses in the summer. And I have an inordinate number of black ones. I like wearing the black ones underneath things. And therefore, when I see a nice one, I, oh, I'll buy that. And I looked in my drawer the other day and it's got to about six of them, which, but I only Uh ever, I always pick the three that I feel most comfortable in and the other three never get worn. So it's time for a declutter with those ones, definitely. And then another thing which I always get my women to do is to digitize their wardrobe. So there is software which you can use and you can have all of your items in your wardrobe and you can put different tags. So you can, for example, this is extremely useful when you shop for new things. So you would go and see something which you love and you're like, ah, surely I don't have that. Yeah. Uh, But then you can actually go into your phone and you can check, I don't know, for black tops or for red tops, whatever it is you're looking for or at and you can check with yourself and make sure that you remember what you've got already and so you're not doubling that that's a great idea i've never heard of digitalizing it i certainly mm-hmm. have a an ongoing list of what i have in my freezer so that i don't, don't buy things <laughs> that i already have in my freezer but i've never thought about doing it with my clothes before that's absolute genius i will i never thought of doing it with my freezer before so i'm going to do that Maybe I can di- I can digitize my freezer. <laughs> yes. I'd love to say mine was digitized. Unfortunately, it's on a piece of paper that's stuck to the side, but it means I, I know what meals we have in there and I can quickly look. <laughs> yeah, good old analog. You can't beat that. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely not. And I really relate to this idea of habits that you, you just used. It definitely is the case when I work with clients that some of them have got far too many shoes, whereas others have got far too many coats. I think you're right. I don't think there is a particular trend that there's one item of clothing that women have too much of. Some people, it will be accessories Mm -hmm. because every time they go out and they say, oh, a new bag or a new necklace or yeah, far too many accessories. It's a shame I'm not using the video for this today, but I'm wearing a green jumper. And it's a bit like you were saying right at the start that sometimes you will get a compliment about something. Mm -hmm. I'd picked up this jumper and the first time I was out wearing it last year, the amount of people that said, oh, I love that color on you because I normally wear black. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, this is is good. So I, I bought it again so I have two identical jumpers now. okay and it's it's sort of my go-to uniform for this season at the moment I'm just living in my green jumper it's I interesting good. I think in some circumstances it's definitely a good idea to double something which you wear and which works really well and you get a good wear out of it it's just interesting how some people tend to do that uh all the time and others never do that so for example just as a personality I never do that and sometimes I wish I did Mm. Uh, and others do that too much so it's just interesting to to see it's probably some certain personality traits which makes us do one thing and not the other Absolutely. It's not something I intended to do before, apart from my black vests. But I'm sure the people that see me on a daily basis think that I just wear the same jumper every day and never wash anything. 
because <laughs> that's all I'm out. Every time I go out with the dog at the moment, I'm wearing my green jumper. Um, or what is more likely to happen is that they don't really think about it much. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's interesting you say that because I think a huge mistake that people make, women make, is thinking that other people are actually paying attention to what they're wearing and making a judgment on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it it really is the case that we even notice necessarily, unless it's something like me suddenly turning up in green when I normally wear black and everyone was like, oh, that's a change. But mm-hmm. I think I think people don't tend to notice or have an opinion or or particularly care because we're just busy with our our day-to-day lives. So what I discuss a lot with people is why is it important to look good? Uh, and my main um, thought about it is the connection. And what I mean by that is that we all need connection as humans. Uh, so when you are wearing something which doesn't suit you, the person next to you, even if they don't understand anything about fashion or style, subconsciously there would be a block. Mm-hmm. So when you are trying to deliver whatever you are trying to talk about, they would get distracted by maybe a bit of string which is not supposed to be there or maybe the color which washes you out and you don't look the way you could potentially look. So there is a certain train of thought which somebody would have when they look at you. So I think both of the arguments which we just presented are correct in a way that people don't think about it too much. So you, if you make a mistake, it doesn't mean this is horrible. You can just experiment again and change, tweak your style and go forward. But it's actually quite good to experiment. Otherwise, you're just stuck in your thing wearing the same thing for 20 years. But on the other hand, it's important to realize that why it's important to look good. And I also think when we are wearing clothes that we love, that we love the color or we love the fit and we're not pulling around because we've got a scratchy label at the back and we just feel great about how we are, you walk out of that front door with a different sort of confidence, a different posture. You feel better about yourself. You present yourself differently to people when you feel great about how you're looking and how you're feeling. And I think that is hugely powerful for a lot of women. So you are helping women find their own style, having had their kids. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love that. So how do you start going about doing that with somebody? So I have a membership which walks you through a style journey. And the style journey consists of six stages. And we start with looking at uh, your shape and what sort of body type you've got. And then we move on to the colors. And then we look at how to combine outfits together and how to as your wardrobe. Uh, And then we finalize it with looking at everything you've learned and finding your personal unique style. And then the last stage is looking at how to shop online and in the stores and what questions to ask yourself. So you become a shop pro. 
Uh, and I've been doing this for a couple of years now, having moved from styling celebrities for many years before that. And I absolutely love helping women. And especially because I'm a mom myself, so I've got two kids, I can really relate to moms and communicate with them on the same the same language uh, which they can understand and which I can understand. And for me, the most important thing is self-compassion. So those exercises which I was talking about earlier, about uh, not catastrophizing and uh, looking at yourself and just saying nothing suits me, to actually dive in deep to try and understand what it is which works for you and what doesn't, because I think anybody deserves to be happy about the way they look and be confident. I love that. And it's going to be so empowering for women to know what suits them and make confident choices when they go shopping. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. I, I don't know if I am completely mistaken in this, but I always have the feeling that perhaps women who have become a little bit larger than they had been in the past tend to start wearing very baggy clothes almost to try and hide it. And do you feel that that actually makes them look a little bit bigger? Because sometimes when I then see someone, they've been wearing something really baggy and then they put something on that's much more fitted, they actually Mm -hmm. look smaller than when they were wearing the baggy thing. So I'm wondering whether actually what they're doing is doing themselves a disservice by trying to hide their shape. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend in that situation? So there are two components to this. There is an item of a certain size. And what quite often tends to happen is that, as I mentioned before, say, for example, when we go through a hormonal change after having kids or going through menopause, we change size, but we cling on to the size which we had before. Mm-hmm. So an item which used to work for us, we try to fit ourselves in the same size, but actually it doesn't fit anymore. In that case, I definitely recommend to go size up and find your new uh, or how many sizes you need to go up and find your correct size which doesn't make you uncomfortable which you can move in and which doesn't stretch too much on your body and the second component is the fit uh, the silhouette of the item which you Mm -hmm. are wearing and this is where you are absolutely correct so what, as you mentioned, tends to happen is that some women put themselves in a sort of sack-looking clothes yeah. uh, without any shape, without the waistline, for example. Um, and that just makes them look much larger. I normally tend to say, if you want to just see what others see, just squint when you look at yourself. So in the mirror, squint, and you will see the general outline. And... Um, So what I highly recommend is to definitely experiment with different shapes just of a a higher number of a size uh, and see what you look like in something which has an inbuilt waistline or tuck something in. Because even though you might be with a higher number of a size, there are still different things which would suit you. It's not necessarily a loose thing which would suit you. It can be a fitted thing. That is a fantastic tip to end on. Thank you, Kay. That's brilliant. (laughs) Thank you. So I'm sure people listening are thinking, I I have to know how to style myself. I'm completely (laughs) inspired. So where can people find you? 
So as I mentioned, I have a membership which has resources on a special private website for members. And we have our closed community where you can ask questions and there are live Q&As, which I call style parties once a month. And there is a website where you can uh, find uh, the information about the membership and where and where you can join it. And the website is tribepage.com. And then you have a slash embrace place, all one word. So my membership is called embrace place. Okay, I will put a link to that in the show notes and on my website, on my podcast page as well, so that anyone listening can go and find the link and easily find you. I love the idea of a monthly style party. That sounds really fun. (laughs) I love them. Everybody does. It's really exciting and engaging, yes. Fantastic. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And I feel inspired to go and have another look at my wardrobe, which is decluttered. But I think I need to have a think about whether things actually suit me and perhaps looking at a bit more colour. I feel very inspired from having spoken to you today. So, Kay, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So I hope you loved this episode and found it valuable. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway was. Message me on Instagram at caro.thor and you might get a shout out in a future episode. And if you'd be so kind, as I mentioned earlier, please invite your friends to come and listen too. I'll see you next Friday for some more organisational gold. Until then. If you've enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organising tips next time. But if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organiser. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.